when we're young, we don't see the world as it truly is. And a lot of the time, that can be a good thing. From a young age, children are often taught not to talk to strangers, but that wasn't always the case. There used to be a point in time where children were told to be polite and to assume the best in people. And during that time, a lot of bad things happened. Sometimes, the strangers that you meet have the worst intentions. My name is Brienne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss part two of the two-part Stainer Boys series involving serial killer Carrie Stainer and his younger brother, Stephen Stainer, who was abducted at the age of seven and held in captivity for seven full years before he managed to escape. If you haven't listened to part one, head back and check it out so you understand the story in its entirety. I'll be here when you get back. As we discussed in the last episode, Carrie Steiner was known for a list of terrible crimes against two women and two teenage girls. But back before he was the murderer that we know, and I am in no way saying that we know the extent of his crimes, he was the oldest son in a family where something very bad happened. In 1972, when Carrie Steiner was only 11 years old, his younger brother Stephen was kidnapped in broad daylight. In the years that followed, the Stainer family was in a deep period of mourning. According to Carrie, it was a period of time where his parents ignored him, too focused on his missing younger brother. Everyone hoped that Stephen would return, but as the years passed, there was simply no denying that Stephen was likely dead. What the family didn't know was that Stephen was being held captive in a cabin that was nearby, and it wasn't just close to home. The cabin that Stephen was being held in was only a few hundred feet away from his grandfather's house, and the family never even knew. But before we can go into the cabin, or the horrors that went on there, we need to discuss what happened to Stephen. It was a day like any other, and Stephen Stainer spent it at school. On his way home, he stumbled across a local man named Irvin Murphy, who was known for his sweet and naive nature. Many suspected that Murphy had some kind of cognitive disability. On this day, he approached Stephen with a plan. Murphy wasn't acting on his own. He was partnering with his co-worker, Kenneth Parnell. Unlike Murphy, Parnell was complex and conniving. Parnell had a criminal record, and in the 50s, he impersonated a police officer to lure a child somewhere discreet where he kidnapped and molested that child. When questioned about it later, he blamed his wife's pregnancy, claiming that he needed an outlet. But on the day in question, it was 1972, and the world seemed to have forgotten Parnell's crimes. These days, he was working with his good pal Murphy at Yosemite National Park. 
Yes, he was working at the very same park where Carrie Stanner was working when he abducted and killed his four victims. I'm not sure what would prompt Carrie Stainer to work at the same place his brother's abductor worked, but I do think it shows exactly how depraved Carrie Stainer was. To rope Murphy into his plan, Parnell made a request. He told Murphy that he needed to abduct a young boy to raise him in a religious environment. Now, we all know that there is a long history of corruption with people who claim to be religious. But in this case, I'm fairly certain that Parnell literally just used it as a line. And it worked because Murphy agreed to help him. Stephen wasn't the only little boy that Murphy spoke to that day. He just happened to be the one that got taken. Parnell sent Murphy out with pamphlets to give to boys as they walked home, and Murphy claimed to be a member of the local church when he approached Stephen. He asked if Stephen's family would be willing to make a donation and offered him a ride home to talk with his parents. At this point, Parnell arrived and Stephen climbed into his vehicle. As you can probably imagine, Parnell was not taking Stephen home. Instead, he drove him to a cabin, and Stephen's horrific journey began. While held in captivity, Stephen was given a new name as Parnell tried to pass him off as his own son. During Stephen's time with Parnell, he was molested and raped, but Parnell hurt Stephen in other ways, too. In an effort to stop Stephen's repeated requests to go home, Parnell told Stephen that his family had given him away. On the way to the cabin, Parnell stopped at a payphone to make a call. He told Stephen that his family could not afford to raise him and that they decided to give him away so they could provide a better life for his siblings. For a boy that young, I have to imagine that hearing those words hurt, and it must have been very confusing. As Parnell kept him in captivity, he began to give Stephen more freedom, and he even offered him additional, I guess you would say, perks that a young child might not fully see the damage of. He encouraged Stephen to drink and frequently left him alone after he was certain that he wouldn't run away. Like many people in captivity, particularly children, Stephen didn't know what to do. And he didn't capitalize on these opportunities to save himself. He really just didn't know how to escape. During those seven years, Stephen was given more freedom and gifts. He was enrolled in school under his new name and even had the joy of owning a dog during his time in captivity. And honestly, all of this just makes everything so much worse, this notion of a normal life while he's being attacked every single day. I think a lot of us know the power that a loving pet can bring when you're having a hard time, and Stephen's life was full of horrors. And then, 
something horrific happened. Stephen was seven years old when he was abducted, but he did not stay seven years old. As he got older, Parnell was losing interest in him. He wanted to abduct another young boy, and to make this possible, he tried to enlist Stephen. The two worked together to kidnap other children, but they failed every single time. And we're going to go into that a little bit more later. Eventually, Parnell got frustrated. He found a new partner in the form of one of Stephen's local friends. It's a teenager named Randall Poorman. Poorman helped him to abduct a boy named Timothy White, who was only five years old. Parnell introduced Timothy to the home, and that was when something broke for Stephen. After seven years in captivity, through moves hundreds of miles away, and all kinds of other circumstances, Stephen had missed out on countless opportunities to save himself. He never stepped up. But as Parnell began to look for new victims... Stephen knew that he had to do something to save whatever child might end up with his same fate. The failed kidnappings that involved Stephen weren't failed because they actually failed, like Parnell believed. Stephen did it on purpose, hoping to spare future victims. So when Timothy White arrived, Stephen knew that he needed to step it up. Following seven full years in captivity since childhood, it only took Stephen 16 days to grab Timothy White and make a harrowing escape. He waited for Parnell to leave, and then they walked until they found a truck that let them hitchhike into the city. They found their way to a police station and reported everything. Stephen saved himself after years of abuse, and he spared Timothy that same fate. Hero just doesn't seem to cover it with this one, but I think it's the best that we can do, honestly. Stephen Stainer, after years of grooming and abuse, saved this other child. And finally, after all of that, they both got to go home. Parnell, as you might expect, was arrested. But this is not a happy story. For all of his crimes, Parnell was convicted and served only five years in prison. They didn't charge him for any of the assaults for various reasons, mostly relating to the statute of limitations. For those of you who don't know, a statute of limitations is the amount of time that can pass after a crime is committed where the individual can still be charged for it. So, at the end of the day, Parnell spent less time in prison than Stephen spent as his captive. 24 years later, Parnell was convicted for another crime. Following his old path, he attempted to purchase a child for sex. But this time, when he was arrested, he died in prison. 
After Stephen was rescued, he put in a lot of hard work to educate other kids on the importance of staying safe and the risks that come with abduction. He wrote a book and did everything that he could to share his story. Then, at the age of 24, Stephen Stanner was the victim of a hit-and-run motorcycle accident. He died, and Timothy White, now 14 years old, was one of the pallbearers at his funeral. Ten years would pass before Carrie Stanner would be convicted of his crimes. So, what happened in this family? How did Stephen come out a hero and Carrie come out a villain? Differences like this have been a point of interest for psychologists for a very long time, and they are very prominent here. If you have a sibling of your own, how similar are you? Do you share values? Do you share similar coping mechanisms? Do you like the same things? When interviewed, people who knew the brothers told two very different stories. Even while he was living in captivity, Stephen thrived. People loved him in school, he was smart and friendly, he had girlfriends, and lived a normal life outside of what was going on at home. And after he came back, he continued to be a great person. Stephen did all of this after being abducted, abused, and tortured for half of his life. Carrie, on the other hand, was said to have been withdrawn and overall just strange. He spent all of his time alone, and he had no luck with women. A reporter on Carrie's case shared that Carrie Stainer was sexually aggressive towards women, even at a younger age, and he couldn't seem to understand how to have an actual relationship with a woman. He exposed himself to women and tried to force himself on them. He was basically the guy in the area that every girl knew to avoid. So, what caused this? How does one brother go through hell and turn out a hero, and the other brother turn into a murderer and a rapist? After Stephen's return, he went through a lot. He gracefully handled interviews and faced down Parnell in court. Even after they handed out the unforgivably short sentence, Stephen just kept moving forward and trying to do good in the world. Carrie, on the other hand, was spiraling out of control. In an interview, he made a comment about having to grapple with new siblings after being an only child, and his behavior began to escalate. After his uncle's unexplained murder, he seemed to get a lot worse, and I am still just not convinced that he did not kill his uncle, but 
they never proved anything, so... Carrie Saner began to openly talk about killing everyone at his job and saying a lot of alarming things like that to his friends. In response, he was encouraged to go see a doctor. But instead, he decided to head out to work in Yosemite National Park. And we all know how that story ends. I don't know what causes one person to thrive and another to spiral into darkness. I don't know how Steven Stainer faced everything that he did and still went on to live a healthy life. I don't know how we have a justice system that allowed a predator to hurt countless children spanning across literal decades and just kept letting him go. What I do know is that Steven Stainer is a hero. Carrie Stainer is a murderer. And I am sure that a lot of people are happy that Parnell is dead. I also know that this episode was a little rough and it's a lot to process. So, I would like to encourage all of you to go listen to something happy after this because I know that is exactly what I will be doing to recover from the episode. So, if you need any movie, TV, or video game recommendations for soothing the soul after a true crime overload, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. I've got you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.